The Knowledge Series, a podcast from Thomson Reuters. Hello, my name is Ben Firth. I'm Head of Client Management for HiQ and Contract Express at Thomson Reuters. And today I am speaking with Alicia Hardy over at White & Case. I think this uh, discussion with Alicia is going to be really interesting, hopefully to get a bit of an insight into the law firm of White & Case in terms of how they operate with knowledge management. And and hopefully we can dig into a bit of understanding about what knowledge management department is used for within a law firm and really dig into that collision, if you want to call it, between technology, knowledge and how a lawyer will operate. Search is so powerful now um, and it's really obvious that law firms are really taking uh, knowledge management seriously in terms of a strategic plan about what they're doing today and more importantly where they want to go in the future. The Knowledge Series. So look, you and I have been bashed together to have a, a chat, as I guess, uh, around the knowledge management challenge. I think what better way to start this series of conversations is to get someone like yourselves in the room uh, because of your who you work for and your experiences and 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 also your 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 ideas. So I guess something I'd like to ask, which we picked up on last time, is you know, Alicia. Do all heroes wear capes? We know the answer to that, that absolutely (laughs) not. And I think recent times have taught us that, if nothing else, we've seen many heroics, probably much more laudable than uh, the knowledge management superheroes. But we're here to talk about that today. And I'm very excited too, because I think that uh, sometimes the lack of cape means that the superheroes don't get recognised and perhaps they don't get enough attention. So we should definitely talk a bit more about that. In terms of like, before we get into that, and it's something that I've been a, a new podcaster in terms of listening and such like that the lockdown has given me that that blessing. You know, I'm always intrigued to learn a little bit more about who who's actually talking. And so I guess the question is, is who are you and where do you come from in terms of your, your knowledge management experiences? I'm Alicia. I live at the moment in rural Hampshire, actually not far away from one of your your colleagues. And I have been working in big law now since I qualified, actually since I was a trainee. So I've worked for three large law firms. And the first one was uh, a magic circle firm where I trained as a corporate lawyer. In those days, we did a bit of everything. And I qualified and practiced there for a number of years, then moving into a professional support role at a global US firm where I was for a number of years. And then uh, I joined White and Case 13 years ago as a PSL and became the director of the global professional support function about nine and a half years ago. So I've been in this sort of sphere of knowledge management for a a long time now. My maths isn't that great for nearly 20 years. (laughs) But I was a user before that and uh, actually in the firm that um, that I uh, trained and practiced in, they had already recognized the value of, of knowledge management and having PSLs. And I was lucky enough to benefit from that as a trainee, as a newly qualified and as a mid-level associate. So uh, I I always remember how much difference it made to me having those tools and resources to help me in my day-to-day incredibly busy workload. So it's interesting because your experiences, to put it in a really nice way, I think you have seen the sort of the evolution of this subject, right? Now, 
for me, I've been in this industry for 18 years, I think. And KM, certainly, you know, a long, long time ago was, was a massive focus, big investments. And for then a period of time, technology kicked in and distractions left and right were happening. And it feels like we've, because of the pandemic, we feels like we actually have gone almost full circle and the the reliant on this 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 aspect of a law firm is now has become back into the limelight in terms of that importance and, and i guess you know it, it's impossible not to mention the pandemic in today's world at the moment because it's actually becoming such a factor in so many different things now in terms of where we go next and what we do next but you know how has it impacted your your users relation with your kind of knowledge management world Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really good question and a really pertinent one for the day because, I mean, knowledge management has always been incredibly important. But I do think that perhaps, you know, in the period and the few years prior to the pandemic, I think, you know, there was a lot of excitement about new practice technology and innovation as a theme and um, and then probably even more recently legal project management and that concept that actually we might be managing legal projects and perhaps we should do that in in an organized fashion so that's all good but you know i, I think w- when we chatted about this earlier i used the analogy of a of, of a of a yacht where you know if you see the law firm as the entirety of the yacht and you know its destination and how fast it's going to get there the you know the the sort of technology and the and the legal project management and all of that stuff is is really really important in terms of being making the boat go faster you know being sleeker being more efficient being powered by the best equipment possible but i have always seen knowledge management or the knowledge and expertise and the experience and how you harvest that and curate it and how you leverage it. It's being the wind that fills the sails because that really is lies at the core of our business. And without it, you know, boat ain't going to move or at least yeah. not, not very fast or very far. And so, you know, I think there has been long-standing recognition that that's extremely important. But then, you know, other things have sort of taken its place in terms of, you know, be, you know, being exciting and interesting and requiring investment. I think that's typical for the law firm. It feels like the the law firms, they, I was likening lawyers to magpies the other day. I was at a, a, I was talking about clients and the shiny things fly past and they get distracted, but actually, you know, they all go off on those tangents, but, but knowledge management, people keep coming back to time and time again, right? And it, everything's playing back into KM at the moment, whether it be technology or information. And so, so I think, yeah, you're right in terms of how important it is to keep the boat sailing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not to not in any way to diminish the importance of those other things, which I think are critical. But I think there's there are two things. One is that, you know, you just need the sort of core knowledge management activities to carry on, as well as thinking about knowledge management in the context of new ways of working. And in the first one, I mean, I mean, I think really the enforced remote working during the pandemic really required people to think about how they were going to get their hands on the knowledge and the information they needed to continue to operate when they were all, you know, geographically separated. So how did you guys manage that? If I don't want, I don't want to ask too many personal questions about your ins and outs of your, your firm, but you know, if we, if we think about the pandemic and 
you know, I, I, I've spoken to clients a few times recently and asked them how it went. And they said it was utter chaos for a short period of time where they almost had to reinvent and sort of rethink about how they were how they were running the business because ultimately a law firm is a business right and in terms of what it's delivering but you know from that you know the the data access and the uh, the, the information your psls were potentially freely giving across the table to your to your lawyers you know how did you manage that you know i i, I think we weren't alone in this but i think we were amazingly uh, efficient actually moving from a you know, an office-based business to, you know, a virtually run business. Um, but and technology clearly came to the fore in that. But, you know, alongside that, there was the, oh, my goodness, you know, all my files are sitting on my desk and I can't pop next door and ask my, you know, very experienced neighbour you know, how they did something or what they think of a particular question. And the law suddenly started and we we need to look we need to we need to respond to our clients needs that have actually been triggered or the questions might have been triggered by the pandemic a huge amount of restructuring work for instance and changes in the law and people analyzing you know whether they can you know sign documents electronically and have large closings etc etc and i think the you know having people whose job it was to or whose job it is, I should say, keep on top of current legal and market develop, developments proved to be invaluable in those areas of getting on top of, you know, the problems and the questions that our clients were asking us, but also having systems and processes for us to be able to gather information and to draw upon our knowledge and experience from the systems and the intelligence that we had you know, how we have saved and profiled proved to be, you know, really, really critical. And and those people who suffered were the ones that have kind of poo-pooed the idea of actually putting their know-how anywhere other than on their shelf, because they suddenly found that unless they were going to send a large white van to the office and get it to, you know, move all those folders home, which wasn't really possible, they were a little bit stuck. Fascinating. As I say, I, 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 we said offline, if you like, I've seen this this challenge really take different shapes over the years and technology has has been drawn into that challenge, you know, uh, in a massive, massive way. So, so you know, with that in mind, do, do you think that maybe finally it's your time, you know, in terms of KM as a seat at the table, so to speak, in terms of the importance, but not everyone knows it's important, but that public importance. And do you think that the pandemic has, has shone that light into that world a bit better? And I guess the second part I, I just wanted to bring onto that one is like, you know, if I think about it, has the situation meant you've had to sort of sharpen your focus and almost re reorganize the information to make it more relevant and accessible? I think they're both really good questions. I mean, I think the first one is, I think, I think it is a good time for us to take a, a, a critical look at how we do, how we manage our knowledge in our organisations, you know, bearing in mind, you know, where we are in the world with technology, with innovation and with people's mindset. And I think with the time is ripe for it as well, because what we found since people have started kind of returning to work and even before that, actually, We've had people, leaders in practice groups contact us and say, we want to do a knowledge drive. We want to sort out our knowledge management. We want to build a new precedent database. 
you know, we want people to, you know, we want to understand better how all this works and get our people to search stuff and complete their closing binders. We've, uh, you know, and across our network, I mean, at the moment we're doing um, knowledge drive in our Asia Pacific private equity group, and we've got other work going on in our high yield group in the Americas. We're actually seeing people saying, this is really important. So we're responding to those requests in a very enthusiastic way and also trying to model from their specific requests for other groups and say, well, you you know, how about you try this, this and this? So, you know, I think we're responding to that demand and using that as a way of demonstrating that people are recognising the importance. But also I think it's important for us to critically look at how we've done things in the past to make sure that the systems that we have been using and the way that we use those systems and the way that we try to promote and and curate information is still fit for purpose because you know i would say that a lot of law firms you know knowledge systems and and search engines have probably been you know have been in place for some time and you just need to make sure that they're still fit for purpose I totally agree with what you've just said. And and that's where maybe we're going to see a change in, I wouldn't say the, or, the order or the pecking order, but but certainly firms who, who haven't invested in the right way, whether it be technology or, or syst, you know, system focuses. Hey, we may, we may see a change in guard, who knows? But one thing I would say, and I, you know, again, from my, my side of the coin, like I was saying, you know, I, I come from a technology background. I've worked in legal tech for sort of 18 years or so in, in different ways. And Things like the last 18 months has made, I guess it's made the world smaller. um, And I think it's made the world a bit more competitive. And I've certainly seen law firms now operating on soils that they would never have dreamt they would be able to. And, and, And I think it's really, I think law has never been so competitive. And and maybe things like, you know, separating a firm out from their KM background, the data they hold and the information they have on what they're doing with it, I'd like to think would help them, you know, tr- drive them in in, in, in in better ways than another firms who haven't invested. And um, yeah, it's fascinating what you said about, you know, the, the, the white van and taking the books around um, and, uh, and so forth. But uh, and I can imagine that the, the PSLs and, and the KM people within your team have been um, yeah, they've been pretty busy though, right? They've uh, they've been pretty busy, and I'd like to think that certain people have have uh, have benefited from this accessibility as well. Because with the small world sort of situation, you've now got people at, at your firm who could, you know, the flick of a button, Teams, you know, chat, whatever it might be, can can issue information out to anybody in the firm, pretty much anywhere. So it, it, I can imagine, you know, it, it must have been a very busy uh, a, a busy time for your team. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because you said a couple of things there. I'd like to pick up, and one of them, one of the things you said, is about the the you know intensity of competition between law firms, which I think has always been there, but it continues to be there, and it's always been and can, will continue to be about differentiating yourself. And what's quite interesting is that when you know when a firm tries to you know differentiate itself <clears throat> from its competitors. The, the immediate um, obvious things to promote is how much they're investing in in technology, as you said, and and uh, and how important it is to you know respond to the needs of clients and you know create that sort of distinctive client experience. And what we have, I, I guess, we are doing is we are we are thinking quite hard about 
what makes that client experience, that differentiating client experience, and what do we mean by, you know, best in class service delivery for the client? And what we realized is that's got to be a combination of both the very direct client facing activity that you do and the thought leadership and the, you know, uh, value added services of which, you know, the, the range only, only ever increases, but also how you leverage those things that have traditionally been much more internally facing like KM. And, and what we also see is that clients are actually expecting you to have really best in class knowledge management, legal project management, matter management, practice technology. They expect all of that and they want to know about it. So it's how you, you know, how you actually demonstrate that by integrating those things, you know, you're actually able to then bring that that first class experience to the client. So it's joining up the internal focus and the external focus in a seamless way that I think is persuasive for clients to think that they're going to be getting the best service from their law firm. Here's a question for you. Can, can a law firm collect too much data and have too many data points and have too much information? Is there a danger that with all this information, you cloud the the lawyer or the the party or the the group of people doing this transaction with well i don't i don't think you have a choice actually about how much data you have it's what you do with it that is important so we're not really bringing in you know that much data from the outside because the data the information the data that really matters is that that which we collect along the way of doing our job which is to provide our clients with legal services so i think what's really important is to make sure that what your data and your information is understood that the systems that you have that store that data are not siloed any more than they have to be but you really so that you really understand the lineage of the data and you leverage the information that's collected for multiple purposes. And what I mean by that, because that's a lot of words, is you know, each business services or supporting operations function in a business, whether it's a legal business or otherwise, will may set up a system for their purposes. So there'll be might be a marketing system, there might be a knowledge system, you know, there might be a, you know, there's a system that, that, that that's got information about the client legal information about the matter, et cetera, et cetera, financial information, HR data. And what tends to happen is that, you know, everybody sets up a system to hold their data for the purposes for which they need it. The important thing is then to bring together those data specialists, I guess, and make sure that they understand that we're not collecting the same data over and over again and that we are leveraging it appropriately. So, for instance, we have a data governance group where the first step was to understand what data and information we have, where is it held, and why are we storing it there, and what are we using it for, and are we duplicating, and are there any gaps, and getting that balance between preserving data for legal and regulatory reasons for the client, but also managing to leverage it so that we get the benefit of that experience to make us operationally better, more profitable, but also most importantly, making sure that the clients get the benefit of our knowledge. So, you know, there's quite a lot of, you know, housekeeping to be done and perhaps a little bit of cleaning house to make sure that as the volume of data and information grows, we are being efficient about how we store it, how we retain it and how we dispose of it when it's appropriate. 
Absolutely. And that's really interesting saying about the different data points. If I recall, I remember stepping into a law firm a long, long time ago and, and the, the, you know, knowledge management was on you know a certain floor. And you'd, if you needed information, you would have to go down and you'd sit in these lawyers and the, the trainees and so forth would sit down and take photocopies and information bits and take it back to their desk. And, and then they would never ask to see the financial information because that was somebody else or they've never asked to see, you know, other points that that you've just referenced because that was always someone else's challenge. And it, it feels like now that, that the lawyer, if you want to call it as a person or a, you know, a, a role, um, you know, to be successful, they have to have those data points at their fingertips because mm -hmm. the client demands it because it's ultimately, it really is almost a, a client's market now, isn't it? They are, they are really driving the requests back into those law firms about what they need to be successful. And so that lawyer has to have those data points at their fingertips. And, you know, thankfully, you know, the technology now allows this to happen in pretty much real time, you know, with cloud technologies and so forth. So it's really good that you've said that, you know, from my own sort of my, my own heart about the yeah. technology and how we can help. But yes, yeah, so it's, it's such a fascinating story how things have evolved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, I, I think you can get the best systems in the world, but I think our job and the knowledge management experts and the PSLs working with colleagues in other business services functions and the lawyers is to make sure that you place the sort of metaphorically speaking, the information and the data along the life cycle of the work that you do for a client. So along the life cycle of a matter. Yeah. And making sure that when you do need when you do need to provide access, that you provide access in context, in context of time and activity. You know, obviously at the beginning of a matter, you know, you'll be collecting all sorts of information to, about the client and the matter, and you you might want to have access to similar matters to make you know make sure that you're pricing it appropriately, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, you'll get into the guts of the matter, the either the, the deal or the case where you'll want to draw know-how and experience from the past and leverage, you know, exemplars and ask questions and research tools, et cetera. And then, you know, how you actually close off, uh, close off that particular client matter. So I think it's really important to understand what you, what data you have, where it sits, and then, and then making it access, accessible for the people who need to access it in context and also along the, the appropriate timeline. And as you say, you know, making sure that the lawyers who are at the end of the day are our assets actually understand all of the different pieces of information they need to pull together in order to give that holistic and fantastic client experience. Do we think data has to be regulated and, and it has to be held accountable to a certain standard? Do you think it should still be up to the law firm in terms of what data they hold and how they hold it with their own control? I mean, to be honest, it is heavily regulated and it's never going to be anything other than being heavily regulated. And, you know, there is data and information that you will collect in the course of doing doing the, the business of law that naturally comes into, into your domain. And it is really important to, uh, you know, continue to observe yeah, the, the laws and regulations that apply and that will vary depending on what jurisdiction you hold the data in and where you're going to actually send the data and what kind of data it is. So that's really, really critical. I think it's what's important to make sure that you really understand what the requirements are and that you observe those requirements, but that beyond that, you leverage the information as far as you know it benefits you.
So it's getting that balance between having a completely locked down system so you can't possibly fall foul of any kind of requirement of confidentiality, privacy, data protection versus a fully open system where you risk breaches of, of any of the above. And that's why it's important to have people working together, both the knowledge managers from, a, you know, how do we leverage it to the records and information governance and uh, security piece that are making sure that we observe, you know, the, the rules and regulations that we need to observe. So having those people working together and sitting around the table so that the operations are there to support the core business, I think is really the way forward. One thing that makes me smile often when I think when I've been into law firms, I've worked with lawyers is lawyers are like the ultimate hoarder. They never want to get rid of anything. Yeah, gone are the days of the big box files and such like. But I do recall working into walking into a partner's office once and to get to his desk was like running the labyrinth mm. and uh, he had piles of boxes everywhere and, and it, it was just what it was back then and he was oh no no we, no, we can't yeah, i might need this i might need this again in the future so you know you mentioned earlier about you know once the case is closed the matter's done is flushing out that information right is getting rid mm. of the data i'm assuming or would like to think that you have a a rigid process to manage this challenge and i, I guess how did you approach that within the law firm yeah, I'd like to think we had a rigid process, but unfortunately, um, yeah, doesn't doesn't always work with uh, with lawyers. Exactly, I know. I think we have moved away from the big box files, but I wouldn't say they're completely gone. I think it's a lot easier when you have your data, you know, held in soft copy and with you know appropriate sort of tagging and profiling. You know how you know you know what it is, how long you've had it, and whether or not you keep, need to keep it. And as long as you've kind of memorialized what you need to memorialize in, in you know, into know-how systems or, or collections of documents, that's great. But, you know, it's pretty hard. At the end of the day, you've got to remember that lawyers are, you know, they are really focused on the client, the matter that they're working on. And, um, and they are often extremely busy. So you've got to make the, the sort of housekeeping that's required as easy as possible and as timely as possible. And I've said this many, many times before, something I learned from um, my old boss was, you know, lawyers say, you know, people ask me questions before I know the answer or after I care. And I think that's really true. I think you have to make sure that you do your collection and your harvesting in an automated way if possible. And that's more to come in the future, I think, with AI, but also in a timely fashion so that it's easy for you to get the requisite information and, and put it where it needs to be. But it's a real challenge. You know, we do deal, yeah. deal debriefs routinely in in some practices and in others you know we haven't got a hope of pinning the lawyers down because they're you know submerged in the next matter so yeah it, it's challenging and and you know i think uh, i think the other thing is that the psls or knowledge lawyers can be really really valuable in that but i don't think uh, any firm has a psl and a knowledge management surfeit Let's put it like that. So you also need to make sure that you, you know, you start to build that um, or increase the cultural, you know, understanding about, you know, um, nothing in, nothing out. Or it's not just garbage in, garbage out. It's nothing in, nothing out. If you don't contribute this stuff, you ain't going to benefit from that collective knowledge. 
I could probably talk all afternoon about this. I think it's really interesting times and very exciting, I think, for just for law firms in general around technology, knowledge, information, you know, and what do law firms do with it in the future? Um, but I think something I, I wanted to ask, and this is uh, hopefully well, it's going to move into a series of, of discussions, is if you were to meet someone off the street today and they said, hey, you know, what is knowledge management? How would you easily define it? And I'm, the reason I'm doing this and I'm asking is because I think actually the definition of knowledge management varies between either person, place, you know, what are so many different variants to, to make this definition stick. But how would you define the role of a knowledge manager or knowledge management within a law firm? I mean, I think for me, knowledge management is understanding the the data and information that has value to your organization organizing your systems uh, and your tools to gather and hold and i guess to the extent it can categorize that data and then i guess increase the understanding of the the people who are serving your customers how to leverage that data and information in order to make the, the provision of whatever service it is to the client uh, better. So I think it's really about understanding, storing, uh, organizing and, and leveraging data and information uh, for the ultimate purpose of giving this client the best service you can. And, and the job of the knowledge lawyers, again, is to understand the universe of data that exists that, that predominantly pertains to the core business and thinks hard about and designs and implements systems and processes again to gather identify curate and then educating the lawyers to contribute to that and to leverage it for the purpose of doing the work the core the core business of the organization and that's the same whether it's law or anything else but it's always remembering that experience expertise and what you've done before has a really high intrinsic value and if you don't you know if you don't reuse leverage that learning and experience and expertise you're going to miss out at the end of the day thank you so much for uh, spending the time with me this morning and i wish you the best for the rest of this year and uh, we'll see you soon thank you yep thanks very much the Knowledge Series. For more information, go to legalsolutions.thompsonreuters.co.uk.